put in the key of E flat. Let's sing that song, Jesus, Hold My Hand. We'll speed things up just a little bit here. Oh, now Jesus, hold my hand. I need every hour. And through this pilgrim you 
We'll just sing this here before we go to him in prayer. Oh 
would just continue to play that softly, I'll just have you remain standing for just a moment. If I could have Brother Josh come and pray over these once I finish reading them. We just want to uh, remember Brother Keith, my dad. Uh, he is at home, not feeling well. So if we could just remember him in prayer. Also, uh, just continue to remember Brother Matt, who is away, Brother Matt Cross. So if we could just remember him, who is away. Also, Sister Shirley Buchanan, my grandmother, is still traveling. So if we could just remember her. We just want to remember the male family, uh, who is not here today. Uh, I believe he was traveling and uh, the family was sick, so we just want to remember them. And also just remember the uh, Pascals who are not with us this morning. They had to work as well. And uh, just remember me. As you can probably tell, I'm dealing with a little bit of voice and some congestion. So just remember me this morning. And uh, just any unspoken prayer requests that uh, we all have, uh, just uh, lift up your hands. Brother Josh. Let's just bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this time together, Lord, to, this morning. We're thankful, Lord, for the fellowship yesterday, Lord, and for our worship, Lord, here today. We pray you would just bless our time together, Lord, and as we prepare our hearts, Lord, for the word, Lord, this afternoon, we pray you just be with the speaker, Lord. Um, we pray for these needs, Lord, the ones that are sick and not feeling well. We pray you just be a comforter, Lord, to them. We pray, Lord, um, you just can get them back here safely, Lord, and restore them, Lord. Lord, we pray you just um, take the remainder of this service, Lord, directly into your hands, Father. We love you. We thank you. We ask it all in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may have your seats. Let's just uh, sing that song, uh, It Will Never Lose Its Power. For it reaches to the highest mountain.
And just as Brother Barry comes, let's just sing the song, Bring All Your Needs to the Altar. So bring all
Amen. You may be seated this morning. Welcome to the house of the Lord. Certainly an honor uh, to have all of you here today. And uh, we welcome all of you in the name of the Lord Jesus and all of those that are uh, listening online as well. Brother Kenny, God bless you. Good to have the caps with us today. And uh, we appreciate you being here and uh, each and every one. We are glad to have Sister Frida here with us uh, this morning as well. We're remembering Brother Joe. And we have several that are not here. Brother Keith, uh, last night, as you know, yesterday wasn't feeling great and had a little episode this morning at 4. And so he's listening uh, today by way of the uh, streaming. So uh, we certainly want to pray for uh, Brother Keith. Well, um, we had a great day yesterday. I mean, we had a great day yesterday. We had a special day. Everybody gained a little weight. Uh, a little worn out, so uh, it was just wonderful. I, I've got so many people who have uh, sent me pictures and are sending me pictures, and I want you to send me pictures, all right? Uh, or my wife, either one of us, just uh, send them along, and uh, we'll uh, post a bunch of them uh, just for you to be able to see. But I, I had a few classics, and I wanted to uh, just share them with you this morning. And um, I mean, these these were just great because... Uh, not only, not only are they just classic pictures, but you capture the passion, right? The passion of, of the moment here. And um, uh, it was just special. Even people that wore the same outfit, it was special uh, for them. And we had Team Zimbabwe and Team Ghana uh, there yesterday in the, in the competition, which was really good. Now, this was what was really interesting. I'd never seen a tug-of-war so evenly matched as the men's uh, tug of war. There will be a rematch, but um, it, it certainly was great. And uh, I, I thought if there's a picture full of passion, uh, this is it right here. But uh, some of these competitions were really great, really intense. Uh, lots of people came home with the wood, and because uh, all the pr- trophies and prizes were wood, and uh, so they were uh, really special here. And, uh, you know, we appreciate everybody who played a part and all the, all the different things like the hayride and uh, the food, uh, Sister Angela and her crew and the great job that they did. It was just a whole bunch of fun for sure. And uh, for, the, uh, for the, all of our young people who were here and uh, all of the events that they participated in was really great. And then we had the coveted trophy that uh, for the uh, ladies... Uh, contest here, uh, which was pretty special, must say. But um, the pie contest this year was, I, I guess we should say that Team Clavel just kind of walked away with the, with the leading honors this, this weekend. I mean, it was just really exceptional, really, uh, really outstanding, the effort that they put forth there. So it was really great. But there's one event that I just wanted to highlight that I thought was really Brother Andy, we sure missed you yesterday. It was, uh, wasn't the same throwing the axes without you. But there was one event here that I thought was really interesting where people went down in the bitterness of defeat and never expected to. And that was the, <laughs> that was a three-legged race. And uh, some people had such high expectations and never brought home the gold. Joe, there's always next year, right? There's always next year. I saw him and and, uh, uh, Lincolnton. They were out practicing and going back and forth the field. 
I mean, for hours and hours practicing the three-legged race. And then old Levine and Nathan just pull it off and just walk home with the spoons. It was just really, really great. Send me your pictures, and, and uh, we, uh, we'll, we'll post uh, these. And, and uh, I want to say again, we appreciate everything that was done. Now, uh, and it would be um, not fitting for us not to thank uh, John and Laura for their excellent leadership and their organizational skills that they uh, exhibited all through the week and in planning from a couple of months ago when we talked about this. So we have a gift for them from the church. And uh, rather than have you be embarrassed and come up, we'll hand this to Brother John here. Just a <laughs> That's good. You can take that down. Just a small token of our appreciation for sure. You can take that down or you can leave that up because I think that's one of the highlights. In my memory, that's, that's just, am I smiling? Should I be smiling? We are uh, honored to have Brother Marcus Becker uh, with us this morning from Germany. Brother Marcus has been here before, and uh, I appreciate Brother Marcus and his vision and uh, his zeal for the gospel, traveling all over the world and uh, ministering to the bride everywhere, known and loved everywhere, and we're just honored to have him today. Uh, but before we uh, turn the service to Brother Marcus, and we'll have you stand and sing another little chorus, I just wanted to mention... Um, with a tinge of sadness, uh, yesterday we heard of the passing of Brother Roger Clayville. And uh, Brother Chris and Brother Jeremy uh, found out in the afternoon. And uh, Brother Roger was out in Utah, out visiting with family out there. And uh, passed away suddenly. It was certainly unexpected. He made the plane trip. Jeremy dropped him off on Wednesday, I think, uh, to go out there. And and uh, Brother Roger had uh, several health complications and things that he wrestled with over the years and, uh, you know, had some different incidents here, but we mourn his passing and uh, just trust that, uh, you know, God will be merciful and we know that God is a merciful God. And so uh, the best thing we do is just entrust him into God's hands. And uh, Chris and Jeremy, we sure will be praying with you and for you and the family and uh, Emily and, and uh, may God richly bless you and comfort you as only God can. Uh, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. And I've seen that happen over and over again where God just, you know, sovereignly moves in the, on the scene and does what no one else can do and just draw near and help you during times like that. So uh, for all of you in the family, may the Lord richly bless you. Let's stand to our feet uh, this morning. I'd love to sing that little chorus again. I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice and we'll turn it to Brother Marcus this morning. How many are ready for the word? And um, you just open up your heart and open up your mind and just let the Holy Spirit speak to you and deal with you. And uh, I know that uh, in an hour such as this, God has things to say. And so let's commit the service now into his hands and uh, sing it together with me. I love
let's just close our eyes and sing it to him now. to the Lord that he may really speak to you personally. Sometimes it's just one sentence, one phrase, um, one thought that is very, very helpful. And If you feel the desire that God speaks to your heart personally, you can just raise your hands. And Heavenly Father, we thank you for the good atmosphere that we have already. We thank you, Father, for the songs, for everything that was said, everything that was done, Father. And Heavenly Father, may you just use me as a vessel to speak to your children. May you encourage them on their way back home, Father. May you just be with them, Father. May you just be their help, their light, Father. And Father, if somebody is sick here and is needed, Father, may you just heal him. The body, the soul, and the spirit, Father. Father, if there's anything that was displeasing to you in the last week, please forgive us, Father. Father, we want to come boldly before your throne. Wash us. Clean, clean us by your blood, Father. And Father, we thank you for your love, for your care. May you bless your bride, wherever they are, here in North Carolina or wherever they are worldwide this morning. And may you bless your people, Israel, Father. Because those who bless Israel, they are blessed, Father. So we thank you, Father. Ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I think while we are standing, let's open the word of the Lord in Second Book of Kings. And I would ask the presentation maybe a little bit later, if that is fine for you, and I would give you a sign. Second Kings chapter 8, verse 3. That is the story of the Shunammite woman. Second Kings chapter 8, verse 3. For me, it's page 499, but it will not help you a lot, you know. <laughs> And it came to pass at the seventh year's end that the woman returned out of the land of the Philistines and she went forth to cry unto the king for her house and for her land. And the king talked with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me, I pray thee, all the great things that Elisha has done. And it came to pass as he was telling the king how he had restored the dead body to life, that Behold, the woman whose son who had restored to life cried to the king for her house and for her land. And Gehazi said, My lord, O king, this is the woman, and this is her son, whom Elisha restored to life. And then the king asked the woman, she told him. 
So the king appointed unto her a certain officer, saying, Restore all that was hers and all the fruits of the field since the day that she left the land, even until now. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. We may be seated. Now I greet you all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm very, very thankful for the opportunity to be here, Brother, Brother Barry. I really, for me personally, Brother Barry is a real gallant man of God, a real, uh, a real gentleman in the, in the gospel. I'm very honored to preach to his church, to his people, and um, bring in greetings from Germany from Pastor Rodewald, who's my pastor, uh, Brother Jason Watkins, Brother Samuel Dale, and different ones really send their greetings to you, and may the Lord richly bless you. Very happy to see my good friend, Brother Caps, and his family. It's a great honor, Brother Kenny, uh, to see you. And, uh, well, um, we were talking about certain things uh, that we have in mind, and I'm very, very thankful for the time that we're spending together, Brother Barry. So he asked me to take this service uh, for this morning. Um, when I was preaching last Wednesday in Brother Samuel Dale's church, he says this is the man with a strange way to speak, but he has a good spirit. <laughs> That's fine. So please take what I want to say and not what I'm, what I'm saying, you know, because of my, my grammar. I, uh, I speak a little bit Spanish, you know, and, um, uh, but I told the, 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 the church over there, I said, I will not preach in Spanish because I will, I will make a split in the church just because of my grammar. <laughs> But my English is a little bit better, but please understand me. And uh, those who don't know me, I come from Germany. My name is Marcus Becker. And um, I always say, please don't take me as a German. Take me as a friend. Huh? Take me as a brother. Huh? Take me, yeah, okay. I remember, I will not tell the name, but years ago I was, I was uh, invited to a church here, not very far from here. And it seems that the pastor took too much time. And, and I'm... The young people would say, "I'm chilled," you know. I'm because I mean, this is Sunday. This is Sunday, anyhow. You know, Sunday is the day of the Lord. If it's 50 minutes longer, I mean, where is the problem? You know, Sunday is the day of the Lord. There's no barbecue. Or, if it is, no problem. But I mean, it's not a problem. We're not in a hurry. Yeah? And uh, so he was a little bit. Uh, he thought about that time, and he said, "Oh, we have Brother Marcus here. He's one of those Hitler boys." And I thought about. Uh, I mean, what kind of impression did I give? <laughs> One of those Hitler boys, so I'm certainly not a Hitler boy, huh? I'm your brother, huh? <laughs> so so uh, I hope to be really easy to get along with, to be an uncomplicated type of a person. And um, well, so, so may the name of the Lord be glorified. And um, I have a very, very wonderful subject this morning. Um, we will talk about our father, okay? About our common father, you know? Which is, which is the Almighty God. And uh, I would like to entitle the, the sermon. I, I, I never say I'm preaching a message because I say the message is preached. I'm preaching a sermon to you um, about um, uh, the temple hand, the temple mount is in our hands. Hmm? That, was, um, that is what the general said when they, when they took over Jerusalem in 1967. And that was... Their, their uh, message on radio on, on, on to, to the uh, headquarter, to, I think, to uh, Moshe Dayan, they just said these words. The temple, hand, the, tem- the temple mount is in our hands, and you can see those soldiers crying and shouting and, 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 and praying and being, becoming emotional and whatever. And so I would take this as a subject, and um, 
let's 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 give let make, make let's make a little preparation about this. I always want to say one thing, and I'm sure that you agree, and I don't say it as a German, but the message that we believe does not come from America. Please forget that thought. Huh? It does not come from Jeffersonville in all respect. It comes from the presence of Almighty. Huh? I'm a, I'm a, you, are that, you are fortunate that an American preached it, but Brother Bram said, I was only the voice. The message that we believe comes from our Father. It is, it is, it is, it, it comes from our bridegroom. It is, it, you have to understand the voice behind that voice. It is, I mean, we're not very emotional people. Me, I'm not, uh, uh, the only, the only thing uh, when Germans become emotional is when we have football. Soccer, you know, that is the only way. But we are very, uh, let me say, um, uh, feelingless or emotionless person. But when we were reading the, the life story of Brother Brennan, we started crying. Did you do the same thing? We were crying when we had that because that's our story. Brother Brennan is our brother. He's not, some of my people say, yeah, Brennan said, and Brennan said, he said, who Brennan said? That's my brother. It's, we come from the same family. From the mind of God, from the thoughts of God. We have different offices and different positions. Uh, but, 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 but here is a family story. And the story that I, that I will be telling is the story of the uh, Shunammite woman. And uh, it is our story, but because in reality we are that Shunammite woman. And Israel, they did not have much respect for their prophet. In fact, when Elisha was uh, passing by some villages, these young people, they make fun of Elisha. And these bears came to, to, to kill those youngsters. Brother Bram said, the children said, told on the streets what the parents were saying behind the curtains. Amen. That's something special. I, <laughs> I'm sometimes a little bit of a dramatizer, but uh, I was new in the church in Bisselsburg, and here were some youngsters, they're coming to Sunday school, they came in like this. And, and, and I did not really knew who the parents were, but later I found out who the parents were because the parents came in the sanctuary like this. <laughs> they, they learn, we learn these things at home. The way we talk, the way we deal with the message of the hour, the way we love the Lord, it speaks to them. Brother Bram said, these mothers are the fifth gospel. And what happens is, that when Elisha, he never had a t-shirt of prophet Elisha. But he was just passing by and I think Brother Branham said that there was a healing and the, that Shunammite woman found out this is a special man. She didn't see the whole picture. It was like when we came to Christ, we didn't see the whole picture. We just had convictions of, of you know, it was the seed in us. It was the word in us responding to that call. We were faster at the altar than our brain could react. <laughs> because when we talk, when we preach, we speak to the seed. Amen. To, the, to, that, to that eternal part. In the psalm, in psalm it, is, it is written, He even laid eternity in our hearts. I mean, that eternity is a person. Eternity is a, he, we were born with something that made us special. Brother, we are not better than denominations. And I always say this, if you want to continue with God, never have an arrogant spirit around you. 
Amen. Never forget that we live by grace and live by faith. We're not better than any Muslim, but God laid something of himself in our hearts that we could respond. So that woman, she, she, she felt it is a special man and she was preparing a home, a place in, 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 in a house which is, which is exactly for that man. And what happened is that years went on and Elisha and the prophet and, and, and Gehazi, they always came into their home. And after some years, I mean, it was not that woman asking for something. It was not that type of, look, I always come to church and I'm paying my tithings and we read in the book, now what is God now doing for me? She did it unconsciously. But, and it was not even the prophet Elisha telling to that woman, so uh, we we have now to do something for her. Remember, the message that we believe is not social gospel. No, it is another level. We are higher than just social gospel. Than just, uh, I give you this and you give it. No, it's not that thing. But keep one thing in mind. God remembers. You, there's nothing that you can do for God that he would not pay back. With interest. So it was not even Elisha or Gehazi telling, now we have to do something for that woman. But it was God remembering. It was God remembering. Look. She did not invite you. She, did, she invited me to her home. Brother Branham said in the message, be certain of God, and he speaks about that widow of Sarepta. He said it was not her bidding him, it was his bidding him in. And he, and he said it was not he, him coming to her home, it was God coming to her home. Oh, what a, what a, what a decision. I was a young man, I was reading the story of of Jesus, Mary and Joseph not having a home, not having a room in Bethlehem. No, there was no inn, there was no hotel. And you see how God is in humor. Because when the the seals were open and the church were closed, God was opening Holiday Inn. Clifton's Cafeteria. Ramada in the, the, the Christian businessmen were invented for Brother Branham's message. They are based not on Brother Branham, they are based on Oral Roberts' ministry. But Brother Branham had an entrance. So God said, okay, in the time of Jesus there was no hotel. But in the time of the opening of the seal, when the church is closed, we open some hotel, some holiday inn, some Ramada inn to preach the rapture. Amen. To preach great things. God is in humor. God knows what he does. He's the great general. So I was reading that story. And I was just a new converted young man. And I was crying a little bit about, about nobody having compassion with Mary and with Joseph. And I said, Heavenly Father, in this arrogant loud is here, if you have no room, in my heart is room for you. In my heart is room for you. And I believe you, you believe the same thing. So what happened is that, that, that God, whatever you do, God is rewarding it. And God is not forgetting the good things, but he's forgetting all the big mistakes that we did in our life because he knew we are human beings. We tried our best. <laughs> I remember we came to the message and we were full of energy and full of... Uh, let me say, knowledge and full of naivety. 
That's who we became. Full of energy and full of naivety. And we came. Whole Germany comes to the message of the hour by Marcus Becker. <laughs> you see, and then life comes and God takes our life and he's molding our character and he beats that gold out of us and, and here we are after all these years. <laughs> and today we just pray, Lord, keep me on the way. <laughs> we changed. But I want to tell you, you older people, we were praying many things when we were young and we forgot our own prayers. But God did not forget them. Time means nothing for God. Distance means nothing for God. I, I think it was Brother Maconda, Brother Lonnie told us that, us that little story. You want to do something right for your children, that's fine. You, you send them to university, you buy them a car, you build them a house, that's fine, but that's social. What they need is the blessing of the Lord for the rest of their life. So here's a young man, and he's a successful businessman, and that's what Brother Lonnie told us. Brother Makondo, uh, uh, we have a person who was in his church at this time, and Brother Brennan came to him, he laid his arm, he said, Hey, young man, you are, you are very much of a blessed type of a person. And he said, Yes, Brother Brennan, I don't, know, I don't know how, but somehow I'm blessed. And then Brother Brennan gave him a secret, which is a great secret for all of us. He said, God blesses you because you had a father and a mother serving the Lord all the days of her life. Brother, there is a blessing that comes upon our children because of you and me. It matters to serve the Lord. People, there are sometimes people in the message, they don't they pay their tithings. They are good people, very good people, but they don't have revelation what it means. If they would have had revelation, they would pay it even more because they know one thing. God will pay it back. God is the, is the king of every, of, every, of every atom. You see, you said, I never got a check from heaven. <laughs> a payback, payback bills. He said, God, your, 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 your motor in your car after 200,000 miles, God can just tell to that motor another 200,000. God is God. Um, you, 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 you help a person, you help a brother, uh, an older person. And you help that person, let me say, just to, uh, uh, to, 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 to care about him. And God in his mind says, your children will never be sick one day in their life. Amen. You, you, you reap what you saw in the positive. It matters to serve the Lord. Every kilometer that you, every mile that you go to church, God remembers. Amen. Therefore, whenever you come, and the, the, the greater the burden is, the greater the sacrifice, the greater is the blessing of the Lord. So, so there's many, many examples. You, you remember how God remembered Abraham and he was blessing Levi. Four generations later. Exactly. Time means nothing for God. Distance means nothing for God. Our Father owns all the dimensions. So, so we can go in, 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 in many, many examples, but um, you remember the story because God is so much in humor and you remember that thing. This Bible revealed who God is and we never understood him for 6,000 years. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, the mystery of God will be revealed. 
how he feels, who he is. And Brother Ram preaches, Christ is the mystery of God revealed. And what does he say? God wants to be a father. God doesn't want to be a dictator. God wants to be a father. I, mean, I, I have a little girl at home, you know. And, and when I'm coming from, from, from home, from work, I don't want to be her on her knees. Oh, Papa comes home. Thank you. Papa comes home. He worked and now we can go to McDonald's because Papa brings money back home. And that is Muslimic way, Muslimic way of worship. People say, oh, how great thou art. How... Man, God knows he's great. He says, there's nobody beside me. But God wants our hearts. The way we want to have our children. My daddy is my friend. That is the compliment of your children. My daddy is my friend. My daddy is my body. My mama is my friend. God wants to have that relationship. Because he's our father. He's our bridegroom. He's our brother. He's my sister. He's my all in all. This message is the heart and soul of God. It's not a doctrine. It's the heart and soul of God. So, so here, here is that woman, uh, or here is that, 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 uh, that, 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 that plane in Memphis, and it, 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 never, uh, it, could not, it could not start because of that great storm. And we know the story, how the voice comes to Brother Ram to just go. And I'm hoping to, to find the right words, the right political correct words, because I always use the word colored, because colored is the more polite form in Germany, but they told me, no, you use black, not colored, okay? So, for, for, for our, our, our Africa, uh, Af- African-American uh, 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 brothers and sisters, so called black, okay? And here is that, he, called, he calls her auntie. And when Brother Brandon passed by, he called her, Brother Bram, a Negro mama. That was, I think that was his, his, his expression, okay? But you understand, we're brothers and sisters, okay? So when he passed by, she said, hello, parson. And Brother Bram said, how do you know that I'm a preacher? preacher? Do you realize that God is changing the picture? Normally it was Brother Branham revealing those people. He said, your name is Eva. I see you in a car accident. But now this woman is revealing the prophet. I mean, Brother Branham doesn't know who she is, but she knows who he is. Because she said, I'm the Shunammite woman and you're the prophet Elijah. You say, this is a great miracle. God did the same for you. Because who told you who the seventh angel is? The same Holy Spirit revealed things to you which is unknown for the, for the world. And be sure, I'm not nervous about things that I do not understand in the message. But I want to preach about things that I understand. Because I know one thing, if I'm faithful in little things, God can add more to it. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So never have a complex. Maybe you lose the discussion, but you win Christ. (laughs) Because gospel is not who knows best. Gospel is life. Gospel is heart. Gospel is revelation. I mean, the more you love him, the more he will really reveal himself to you. Can you say amen? So, so, so to now anchor in the word, let me show you some pictures. What I was, what I was telling. Amen. And you, 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 you make it for me? Yeah, that's fine. Now, what happened in the, in the early uh, Christian Judaic church... We see that the emperor of, uh, that, that 
Jerusalem was part of the Roman Empire. The Romans were governing over the Mediterranean area, a great empire. Now God had to promote Christianity. God had to do something. Because it was until that time a sect which was respected, accepted, but it didn't have that impact. Even Nero could make the difference between the Christians and the Jews because when, 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 when Rome was burning, he gave, he said it was the Christians. Exactly, huh? The Jews themselves, the early church, felt more to be Jewish than Christian. We wouldn't believe, but when, 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 when Peter, after the day of Pentecost, when he came into the house of Cornelius, what did he say? It is not allowed for a Jew. To enter into the house of a Gentile. But why did he say a Jew? I mean, they were Christian. They had received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But they did not know yet who they were. It took them time. In fact, the first church in Jerusalem never even understood who the angel was. Therefore, Brother Brennan preaches recognizing the day and its message. The first church, they fell very fast. Because Peter was the spokesman. But Paul was the messenger. And the the, the mystery doesn't come to the spokesman. He said, the angel of the church, he catches the mystery for the age. But the church did not realize, for them, Paul was a nice evangelist for the Gentile. Not more. They didn't see who Paul was. Hmm. Exactly. So we, we are now in the fourth century and we have different Roman emperors, Caesars, so far. Hmm? Now, the Roman Empire was divided in two places. And what happened in these two places, we have different Christian doctrines about Christianity. This will become very, very important. Because one day, we feel our precious friend Constantine, he feels if we have two Caesars, one is too much. So... We'll make the shootdown with the shootout, okay? Like they told me in Arizona, we first shoot and then we ask, okay? Okay? Shootout. That, that was Tombstone. That was exactly, there cannot be two here in one, in one city, okay? One, one is enough, okay? That was the Daltons against Billy the Kid and whatever, whatever, okay? So, we have the great fight of two big Caesars. Both are Roman em- emperors. The eastern part and the western part. Both are Caesars. One will be winning. One is Marxensius, one is Constantine. God is provoking that thing. As I said, God wanted for Mary and Joseph to be in Bethlehem and not in Nazareth. So he needed August, uh, Augustus to make a law to force them to go to Bethlehem. And here is Mary and Joseph, and why should we go, I mean, from Nazareth to Bethlehem, and Trump, and Clinton, and and COVID, and Corona, and whatever, and uh, uh, tremendous, tremendous, and total disaster, and total whatever, and they don't know, they are in complete, in the full, perfect will of the Lord. 
So remember, Putin is in the hands of the Lord. Don't, don't fear those things. Our Father has everything in His hands. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So there were, so we can, we can, here we come in that situation of the great fight. And the night before, the legends are a little bit different, sometimes during the day, or it was a dream, Constantine saw a cross over the sun, above the sun. And he hears a voice in hoc signo vinces. Now we all people from Latin, we know you will win with this sign, with this token. And what happens is that he was winning against Marxensius. Constantine was not a minister, was not a Christian, not at all. Not, not. People say he was baptized on his deathbed, but he was not a Christian at all. So he now is the head over one imperium. Okay? Eastern part and western part becomes one. Hmm? But we have two different major doctrines which were fighting one another. And that was the question, is Jesus divine or not? And there is different quotes. Let me say, uh, Jesus says, I and the Father are one. And then the other group says, yes, but at the cross he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So, everybody has his quotes. Everybody has his um, um, Bible references. So, it needs a picture to understand. Hmm? So, what happens, here is a big fight among the churches. And Constantine understood one thing. This religion now becomes our religion. Because I don't know that God, but he seems to be very, very powerful. Constantine, he was an emperor, he was, he was a president, he was not a Christian. But he thought that kind of religion, that works. This God is greater than all, all of them together. So he is now trying to bring that new religion to the Roman people. Okay, But for him it was very clear, how can you propagate a religion if the leaders of the religion don't know their own doctrine? <laughs> so he forced them to come together. To say, look, this religion now becomes state religion, but first you have to make sure what you believe. <laughs> because they will ask me what is the doctrine and say we don't know exactly but we try different versions of the same thing that will not work you need one book one face okay so he was mixing these people together we have the story of uh, or we have the school of Arius and different others I will read you from the Wikipedia it says one person one purpose of the council was to resolve disagreements arising from within the church of Alexandria over the nature of Jesus. Is he divine or is, it, is he a good man that died for us? Hmm? Whether the son had been begotten by the father from his own being and therefore having no beginning or else created out nothing and therefore having a beginning. Alexander of Alexandria took the first position, the popular presbyter Arius, 
from whom the term Arianism comes, took the second. The council decided against Arians overwhelmingly, at, uh, and so on. Hmm? So we have these two kind of schools. Constantine said, I'm not, I'm not interested in what you believe, but uh, make an agreement, okay? Mr. Trump would say, make a deal, okay? Make a de- we make a deal, okay? It would be tremendous. Amen. Amen. Okay? Something like this. So the, and no, no matter, I'm not interested in religion, but you make a deal that we have one version of the whole thing, and then we make it a state religion. Okay? It cannot work because Brother Branham said, the true Christian should not, not have gone there. Exactly. So, but, 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 but there were different groups, and they found out some kind like a solution that he is uh, not created by, but in the Greek it says homo. Homoousius, homoousius, it means of the same substance. That was the base for the Trinity doctrine. To say the Son and the Father are of the same substance, and then the Holy Spirit comes. I will not enter into it, but we know that Brother Bremen said Jesus was completely man and completely God. Absolutely so. We will not enter in that, in that question. But it is a big question for them, and it is a question for us, there is a difference between created and begotten, burst. We are not angels when it comes to our being. We are not, the bride is not created. The bride is part of him. That is a difference because Brother Ram said, in the beginning God created the angels. But then he said, in the beginning he burst the logos. There's a great difference. We will see where the different lays. And um, I try if I can make it. Okay. Here's what the prophet said. And that is what Constantine and his successors did at Nicaea and after Nicaea. They invited the people of God to the convention. And when the church sat down to eat and rose up to play, partaking of church forms, ceremonies, pagan feasts, named after Christian rites, she was trapped. She was committed fornication and God walked out. So, so I, I, I'm, I'm just reading this, because then we understand how God will not forget. This is not a teaching, because I, I will not be balanced, okay? I don't have time. It is not a subject for this morning, but I'll just lay a background that when we say God will not forget us, it is not just a slogan. You have to anchor it in the Word. But this is not a complete teaching about predestination, for existence, divinity, and all. Not at all. Not at all. Okay? So I just take one quote. Hmm? The eternal thoughts of God, let me ask you, are the thoughts of God eternal? If you can see this, you will see many things. God is unchangeable in both essence and behavior. We have studied that and proven that already. God is infinite in his ability, so therefore... He as God must be omniscient. If he is omniscient, then he is not now learning, nor is he taking counsel even with himself, nor is he at any time adding to his knowledge. If he can add to his knowledge, then he is not omniscient. The best we could say is that sometime he will be, but this is not scriptural. He is omniscient. He has never had a new thought about anything because all his thoughts he has always had and always will be. 
He knows the end from the beginning because he is God. Thus, the thoughts of God are eternal. They are real. They are not simply like a man with a blueprint who has drawn up and which one day will be translated into substance and form, but they are already real and eternal and part of God. Okay, just one thought about it, okay? Let me say this. Brother Bram said, in the beginning God was alone with his thought. Is that correct? But now, let me say something. That means God was not alone. God was not alone. He was alone with his thoughts. Amen. Amen. And his thoughts are real. Amen. His thoughts are eternal. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Why is this so important? Amen. We were in his mind. We don't believe that we were working as, walking as Americans before the foundation of the world and said, I'm coming from Virginia. No, 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 no. Um, we were part of him in his thoughts, in his mind. But it was not that God was just thinking, okay, who is who? No, 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 no. We are part of his thoughts. Let me say it that way. As I said, it's not a teaching of all the things, okay? But you are not here by accident. No, God had a plan. When you were born, you had already a part of God that he has returned to him. Amen. Therefore, the prophet said this. So, he, brother, there is a difference between the church and the bride. It's a big difference. So, he first was God, Jehovah, and out of him, let's just picture now as a little drama so you can get it. Let's see coming out of space where there is nothing. Let's make a little white light, like a mystic light, like a halo. And that was the Logos that went out of God in the beginning. That was the Son of God that came out of the bosom of the Father. That was what was in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. In the beginning was God, and then out of God came the Logos, a part of God that went out of God. I mean, remember I speak about just the thoughts of God, not some kind of pre-existence that we were in the thoughts of God. Okay, because I know everybody can be confident with that thing. But the Logos was not created like the angels. The Logos came out of him. Now, I can create a lot of things. I can do it with my hands. But, when, but I have only burst one person that was my own daughter. And we take it holy as I say it holy. My daughter, I didn't create my daughter. My daughter is part of me. My genes are part of her genes. She is part of my personality. That is the difference between begotten and created. So, when the Logos came out of God, God didn't create the Logos. The Logos was God. Or the visible form of the invisible God. So, one thing is sure. If the bride was in Christ, and all that was in Christ was in Melchizedek, and everything that was in Melchizedek, that was in that Logos, that means we were there. In the thoughts of God, not yet materialized, okay? And no, Brother Bram said different, but we're not making a teaching about this. In his God, as, as the brother said, God will become a family. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. 
But if the bride was in Christ, like Eve was in Adam, then we were with him at the cross. And if, if, if Melchizedek of the Old Testament is Jesus Christ or Jesus of Nazareth of the New Testament, and we were in him, that means we were in Melchizedek. In some form, I cannot explain, I don't, but in, some, in, in his thoughts. And if Melchizedek was that Logos, so we were right in there. Brother, nobody can preach you out of it. Nobody can preach you in it. I just came from, from, a, from a big church uh, a, a clash in Peru, in Lima, Peru, because I was friends with the pastor. And they are very fast in sending people to hell. <laughs> I said, when we were younger, we were just committing people in Satan's hand. Today, today we became older, we committed them in God's hands. He said, Lord, help my brother to come back on, on track. And I told one of the brothers, brother, you cannot, you cannot commit me to Satan because you didn't pay my price. I don't belong to you, brother. I belong to Christ. Can you say amen? amen. Nobody can preach to you. you. Not even you yourself can bring you out of that picture. You pay for your nonsense. And we paid enough for our nonsense. We became a little bit older to say, Lord, help me, uh, uh, prote- protect me from my own foolishness. <laughs> but you cannot, nobody brings you out of the plan of God. That was the thing that Brother Bram said. Here is the young man. He said, I'm finished. I'm up with it. And you have, there's two sides, but it's not a teaching this morning. Just to anchor ourselves in the mind of God. He said, here's that young preacher. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm finished with it. I'm, I'm, I'm through with it. And, and he, he wanted to buy uh, some, some beer cans. He wanted to, have a, to, to, to drink heavenly and leave everything. Put. And Brother Bram said, God had to take his child home. Amen. I think in the message, how, why, why are people so tossed about? He had to. And on the other hand, side, Brother Bram said, your faith only holds, or your, your salvation only holds as long as your faith holds. Do you understand there's different groups of people? Because we have to bring all these quotes into, in, uh, uh, together. Amen. There is a family of God that he had in his mind. And I tell you one thing. This is just an illustration. Before the foundation of the world. All, not a teaching, just illustration, okay? Here's the family of God. God makes a picture of all of us. Proud. What about proud? About our church? About our Father. Amen. Denominations think in church terms. We think in family terms. I'm different. We are eternal. We have. Okay. So here comes. God makes a picture. Then He takes our souls and throws them. In seven church ages, over seven countries, some in Luther's time, some in Wesley's time, some in our time, some in America, some in Australia. And God knows one thing. My sheep, in other words, my children will hear my voice. He knows that. He has confidence. I put a part of me. That's the difference between created and begotten. Always in the mind of God. Okay, don't say, okay, don't put words that I didn't say. In the mind of God. Okay, then we 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 are always fine. Okay. So he was just bringing that seed. And God knows one thing. When seven church ages are over, the family of God is back. And Brother Ben even said, God is not complete without you. What, what it means. So we're not just, we are sinners by safe. No, no, we were in his mind in the beginning. 
Um, we should have come directly into our theophany, and what happened, we landed in North Carolina. God didn't ask you, you want to be American or German? You want to have that strange accent or not? Amen. You want to be tremendous or you want to, don't want to be? God didn't ask you, do you want to be male or female? Want to be black? God, God never asked us. I come from a home where my father was beating my wife, my, my, my mother. We saw these things. We never choose our background. And we many times thought we were born in the wrong family. And it might be so, though, though we know one thing, God does not make mistakes. Because there's a quote in Brother Brandon. He said, God pre-planned our birth since many generations. So if God planned my birth, he will plan my death. Amen. Oh, he's my father. He takes everything in his control. And one thing is sure. If I came on this earth the wrong way, one thing is sure, I will leave this earth the right way. This is the gospel. Our father finds us. And something is reacting when he talks. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The more we read the message, the more we look in the mirror and we say, Mama, that's me. That's me. Amen. There's quotes when Brother Ram said, God blackened our memory. This is quotes direct from Brother Ram. No matter how we put it together. No, it is not my task this morning. But your origin is not in North Carolina. Be happy for it. Our origin is in the mind of God. Amen. Brother, we are royal families. Amen. Therefore, we behave like this. Amen. You see, the uh, politics of Constantine, he wanted, to, he wanted to conform all the ministers to be the same cookie. But we are not. We are led personally. Therefore, we have to understand a young person comes and he has a gift and he can talk and he can impress people. But he's young. He has to learn. Amen. He's a little bit arrogant in the beginning, but you say, yes, this is an arrogant young man, but life will come. He will will land. Be sure, because we all landed. God wants us to learn. Amen. Therefore, some of these youngsters and young ministers, they need need somebody who's standing in the gap. And we have to acknowledge we learned a lot of things in our life because we started, we thought these things in a worldly way, uh, having a name and all these things, but God wants... Glory for himself. Can you say amen? That is what I was telling in the beginning when we were at the minister's meeting. Brother Bram said Nimrod had three purposes in his mind, three goals to achieve. He said his own religion. Therefore, you have message plus. Amen. Because if you want to have your own religion, you cannot come with, 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 with gospel of Benny Hinn. Nobody believes Benny Hinn. So you have to quote Brother Bram and Brother Bram, but you have to bring your own things into it. That is the dangerous thing. Therefore, I always say, look, look, uh, brothers, that's now Marcus, so that you know Brother Rem never said it that way. That is his opinion. We respect it, but not more. Okay? His own religion. Then he says, his own nation, and I would say, his own denomination. And then he said, a name for himself. Brother, everybody who's searching a name for himself, he's on Nimrod's way. We have to pay attention. If you travel around, you become popular. You cannot avoid it. I mean, everybody knows in, in Europe, Brother Kenny. Everybody knows. I mean, I mean, that's normal because if you, go, if you travel, people know you. But, but what we are doing with it, do we point them to us or to Christ? Can you say amen? So, so it's a tremendous thing that when we talk about God remembers, it's not a Bible slogan. Because that woman up the, at the well, her whole life was messed up. 
And it was the messenger of that hour who explained us that she was frauded or, uh, by, by, by her husband. And then she, was, then she was throwing away her life and she had five husbands, that woman at the well. But when Jesus came to her, she had representation. That is, she did not get representation because Jesus came by, but Jesus had to come by because she had representation. She didn't know who she was, but God knew who she was. Do you understand? Blessed be the... Therefore, amen. Now, here's a young man. That is Eric Liddell. Eric Liddell was a Scottish sprinter, rugby player, and Christian missionary. At 1924 Summer Olympics in Paris, Paris, Liddell refused to run the heats for the 400, 100 meters because they were held on a Sunday. And I say it in my own words. Now, they called him the, 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 the Scottish locomotive. That, that's what they said. And he entered up into the Olympic Games to be in two finals. I think the 400 and the 100. I'm not positive sure, you, but Wikipedia says. And the 400, he was the absolute favorite. But the, that race was on a Sunday. And he refused to run on a Sunday because it's the day of the Lord. Brother, there's many great men. Never speak evil or uh, arrogant about former generations and so forth. They were the eagle for that time. And still we must be honest, even today still in denomination, there are some good people. God will be their judge. God will be their reward. We are bright. We are called out of Babylon. But, but, I mean, we cannot stump over these people and think that they are nothing. No, no. They are, they are not silver dollars. They are just cents. But Brother, but, but Brother Bram said, leave them alone, alone. God uses them. Amen. Once we get an arrogant spirit, then we, have, then we and can have only fellowship with those in the message who just believe like us. And you, you make that circle always, and it's, then it's just the people in the local church who are just like us. And at the end, you, have, you, 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 you don't have even any more fellowship with your own children. You become a one-man denomination. It's a spirit. It starts very soon. Keep your heart up. Keep it open. Respect everyone. And say, God bless you. I'll give you an example. I was, I was, uh, I'm a janitor at home. And we had some kind of like a presentation. I was a janitor. And it was from the, in our place from the, uh, if, uh, from the Protestant church. And I had to take care of that evening. Look at the heatings and the mirror and, and the lights and so forth. It was about Israel. And it was a very good, very good uh, speech. One of these bishops were there. And then they presented a book about the Jews in the Black Forest. And I sit there and I thought, I would have loved to one of these books for Brother Gerd and Sister Lydia. Just a little present, you know. They went through COVID, through Corona. So I was just, just to bless them a little bit. Just to make a little favor. Hey, I thought about you. But they had no money. And was a little bit sad about that. And I didn't mention anything. And that uh, Protestant bishop, everything was finished. He said, look, uh, Mr. Janitor, I have on, a heart, on my heart to give you one of these books. So what should I say? I said, God bless you, brother. God bless you, man. Thank you very much. Why should I send him to hell? Just say, I, I give you over in God's hand. God bless you. Thank you for this. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So, Liddell, he was now in the second race, but he was not a favorite at all. 
So he was starting, it was on, 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 a, day, on, on a weekday, uh, some, some day in the week, Monday or whatever. And what happened is that be, when, before he started his race, I think it was the U.S., the American trainer, came to him with a little uh, piece of paper. And he didn't open it, and he put it just in his pocket. And when he was running, surprisingly, he was making first prize. He was winning the first uh, gold medal, became a great hero in, the U- in, 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 in Britain. After the race, he was just opening that little paper that the American trainer was giving to him, and it was a leaflet from the Bible. And it says this, 1 Samuel 2.30. He says, for them that honor me, I will honor. And that's all God. That's our Father. I tell you, you, you honor God, God will honor you. You give God his place, he gives you your place. I tell you. All these arrogant things. Uh, yeah, this minister, he's of yesterday and he's of yesterday. Have you ever heard Brother Bram talk like this? No. I mean, God loves respect. God loves feeling for one another. Hey, brother, we see things different, but why should we be friends in, the, in this message? We are not many, any, anyhow. We are not much people. So why should we make that circle always, always, always smaller? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Here's Brother Branham. And we know about that picture. We'll not go into it. But we know when, when the debate came of that Baptist minister. You know, you have to understand one thing. God is using our life sometimes once in a life. It's not that we come to Christ and say, here are my trophies. Whole, whole North Carolina. <laughs> it was me. Suddenly God uses us once. And, but then Brother Bram says this, and this is like gold for us. He says, everything that served God, per, God's purpose will have a resurrection. Hallelujah. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So God uses the, I think it was Jonah, or Jonas, who was baptizing Paul. God sending him, Paul, to this man, or Ananias. Exactly. And then Ananias was never anymore mentioned in the Bible. Never. That was his purpose for his own, all, all of his life. That was fine. Go ahead. Go for your reward. You serve God's purpose. So here's Dr. Bosworth. And he, is, he was in the Baptist church. He was doctor. He had a lot of healing campaigns right before Brother Bram. And here comes Reverend Best. And they debate uh, uh, a divine healing. And I always say this, Reverend Best was not good enough. That was his problem. Because here is Dr. Bosworth, and he knows the doctrine better than Brother Branham. Because Brother Branham said, I never thought about that. He said, Brother Branham, I will, I will fight for you. I will debate. And Brother Branham said, yes, but only if you promise me not, not to fight in a carnal way. So they had some kind of questions and answers. And Reverend Bosworth just asked one question. Do you agree that all seven compound names of Jehovah refer to Jesus Christ? And he knows their doctrine. And Reverend Best, he, he, he blew up. He got red in his face. One question and he was... <laughs> Brother Bram said, I, n- I never thought about that. But here's Reverend Bosworth. He was in Bible school. And he was the right man at the right place. Right. And then this happened. And here comes Reverend Best. And he puts his fist 
on the, to the face of Reverend Bosworth to make him ridiculous. You see, to, 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 so that people laugh about him. And, 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 and the person who made these pictures, there were six pictures that were made. Why Reverend Best now making fun of Reverend Bosworth? But they were never developed. And then Brother Graham said this, God did not allow these kind of pictures for a man like this. Who has the right to put his commands in the internet about ministers in the message? Who has the right for this? Let it alone. Put it in God's hands. Instead of these unbelieving chat boxes and everybody has something to say. No, we have nothing to say. What do you mean about brother so-and-so? God bless the man. That's what I have to say. Do you agree? No, I don't agree. But God bless them. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. No, we, we, can, we, we, can, we can holler and we can about the Pope, but the Pope never phoned me. Honestly. I think he doesn't know me. He doesn't, he doesn't know that I'm existing. So why should I think about him if he doesn't think about me? I think about my family, about the family of God, and speak about the good things of God, and how great they are, and how we will make it. I have no time for negativity, because Brother Bram said, gospel is good news. And the rest, we will not change. Brother, you will find out one thing. I need to see, there's a lot of young people here. You will find out two things in your life. First, if God doesn't change the situation, nobody will change it. We cannot do things that God does not do. But if God wants, then everything is possible. All things are possible when it's God's time. Can you say amen? So here is, here is Brother Bram and Donovan Wirtz. Donovan Wirtz, if you imagine, I met him once. He was taller than Peregrine. Yes. And he says, and it happened to look over on his ear, and I see his ears all swallowed up. And I said, what's the matter, Donovan, that ear? He said, Brother Brandon, it's been on there for a long time. I don't know. I'm just missing. Caught him by the hand. That was big cancer on his ear. Never said one word. Just held it. It was off my brother. In a day or two after that, there wasn't even a scar left off. And then Brother Bram said this, it was his respect to the God of heaven, but the quickening power killed the cancer and spared the life of Donovan Words back there. What did it do? His respect. Brother, if you want to teach these youngsters one thing, teach them to respect God. And to respect the brothers. And to respect the elders. And I tell you, you respect people, God will honor that. Don't be part, it's a, what we see in the message today is pure worldliness. Not worldliness in clothings and dressings, people, but in their mouths. It's worldlier than the news of than, than, than CBN news of tomorrow. That is worldliness. Amen. Don't be part of it. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Here we have Brother Brandon born in that body. Have you ever thought about that, Brother Brandon receiving the Holy Ghost as a young person? And stay to be a neurotic till the end of his life. On the wings of a snow white dove. Brother Bram said, I was always a neurotic. Now we were Pentecostals when we came to the message. We thought the Holy Ghost comes and he's, he's, uh, he's, uh, everything will become new. Uh, we thought about that. So therefore we had this kind of paralyzing coming to the altar even after 10 years after our conversion. Because we thought we are not having the Holy Ghost. Because we are taught that way. If you have the Holy Ghost then you are perfect. But it's not so. Not so. We, have, we, we found it out. Amen. 
we found out we have still our old nature and we have that white dog, which is the Holy Spirit. And the more you give to it, the more. Amen. This one will die, but it's a process, brother. So here's Brother Branham. He's a melancholic and he's a neurotic and he has the Holy Spirit. And here are these people and the seals are opened and here we have these kind of of, 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 of these seven mountains over there in, in, in Montana. And the voice said to, brother, uh, said to Brother Bram, look to the west. And he says, that's your life. Now I ask you the question. We know we call them Branham Mountains over there in Montana. When did those Branham Mountains appear? You mean 1963 that God just putting out of the earth? here? When the earth was formed, God had the messenger already in his mind. And he knows one thing, that man is a great man, but he's a melancholic. And brother, you will find out one thing in your life. Mostly, we will stand in our own way. The problem is not brother Stones, the problem is us, how we deal with the situation. Because self, amen. A brother said, okay, I will leave the church, I will go to another place. You can do this, but the main problem goes with you. And with me. Because we are standing in our own way, brother. Until we understand, brother Bram, that curtain in the, in, in, the, uh, in the holies of holies with nothing else than our self-will. Right. So, so, so God comes to encourage his messenger. You see, always God comes down in that, in that time of depression for him. And God never spoke, speaks about life, but he brings him up on a higher level who he really is. The angel comes down and says, William Branham, I explain your peculiar life and your peculiar birth. So he is in these thoughts. He is behind the curtain of time. God says, will it help you? Yes, it will help you. He comes back two years later. He asked my new, uh, uh, the present stage of my ministry. Everybody has forsaken me. It's a typical melancholic type of a person standing in his own way. 1965, seals are open and Brother Brian just wants to give up. And he says, I built up a complex because of the people. They let me know I was not the right person. Say my own words. Yeah. <laughs> and God understands. God is not nervous. Now, I just make a little drama. Do you understand? Do you think that God goes to his angel and said, I mean, with that seven messenger, that will not work? No. That, that, uh, I mean, I did everything. He has the gifts. I, I, I spoke with him. He was behind the curtain of time. Uh, no, no, we have to change the man. There's no way about that. I mean, God was never ashamed of him. God was never ashamed about his bride, though we are not living in our full maturity. One day there was a man by the name of Job, and Job says, Cursed be the day when I was born. And God at the same time in heaven says, Do you see my, 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 my servant Job? There's nobody like him. He's the best man on the earth. And Job says, Cursed be the day. God says, He's a tremendous man. But once I will speak to him, he understands who he is. Do you understand? God is not nervous about us. I don't speak about sin, but we're standing from our nature. We're standing in our own way. Therefore, you have to have a higher vision than just tomorrow. I know that Brother Lonnie said one day you feel to be a believer. Sometimes you feel like the bride. You feel very much. I came from the Catholic Church, and 
uh, we were giving, um, we told the, the priests and from time to time our sins, and we told them, and I was a young boy, so we, sometimes we were even invented something so that we had something to say. <laughs> Just that he was happy and I was happy. And, but, but you came out of the Catholic Church and you felt somehow relief, somehow... Okay, but it lasted for one or two days, and then... <laughs> sometimes we feel to be the bride, but sometimes we feel nothing. Do you, do you, have you ever sit in the church on Wednesday, and just, you, you are just tired? Nobody says amen now, right? Okay, nobody says amen. No, everybody says no. So, but that's me. We just come from work, and we're, we're nothing else than tired. The preacher says, can you say amen? We say no. But, brother, I'm, I'm a minister, and I feel that way. I've, I have my great services, and I have my boring services. And there's nothing wrong with me, and because I'm not always every day the same. I'm not. But I have a God who understands my heart. He understands my tiredness. He understands my frustration. I have a father. That's the moment when he takes my hand and says, okay, there will come another, another days, you know, where, where you are rising up again. Okay. Can you say amen? amen. Um, here's Brother Brandon. I mean, again, I mean, uh, uh, the storm is calmed. I mean, he comes down. I mean, he is transformed to be a young man. And here are these three deers. And he says, let, let, let me just go before. Sorry for this. Oh, sorry. You, you see... Can you go back to, to the slide that I was showing just to see the quote there, brother? Next one, next one. Next, next. Hey, one, yeah, next, back. Yes, here's what Brother Bram said. And you see the love of God. He said, let that stand. If there is ever a doubt in your mind, remember this place, come back here. Why didn't God say, look, you have the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost. Well, he knew he had the Holy Ghost. But we're still people. And sometimes we forget who we are. And if life becomes difficult, we very fast forget. But God does not forget. Brother, I'm dealing with some young people that are coming back to the message with health issues. Mental health issues. And they learned, and, and I told them, look, you, you f- must first find your father. And then we speak about your dressing, the doctrine, and all that. You find your father. Um, when you come into the house of the Lord, you come in the house of your father. Okay? Okay. And one of these sisters gave me one of the greatest compliments because she had a depressions, was in clinics and so forth, in insane institutions. She said, Brother Marcus, one thing is sure. My faith is not my psyche. He said, that's it. Because your psyche one day is up. And tomorrow your psyche is down, but your face is here. Yeah. We speak about another level. Yeah. Not how you feel. Do you, do you feel bright? Sometimes we don't feel. Yeah. But God remembers. Yeah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let that stand. Amen. Here's Brother Brandon. Amen. The storm is calmed. calmed. And he says in this message, uh, um, in this message that we all know and which title that we know, uh, God called for a total separation from sin. He spoke about the burdens that we have. Church, let me say one thing. 
He says, for many years I have that burden among you. We believe in signs and miracles. And we see them. Not too often, but we see them. But I found out one thing. Signs and miracles will not solve our problem. We believe in gifts. I have a gift of dream, but, but no gift will bring me, bring me in rapturing face. So never major on a minor. We can have a miracle here every Sunday. Somebody is raised up from the dead. Somebody, but it will not solve our, our true problem. Because our true problem is our soul. Amen. So he, he saw enough miracles. But then he said this. And then just a voice spoke to me. You remembered your promise, didn't you? I knew it was him. I said, yes, Lord. He said, so do I remember mine. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. That burden lifted, said Brother Brennan. Christian friends, it hasn't been back since. That was last October. I have been a different person. Keep your promise to God. Whatever you say to God, you believe it. Separate yourself from anything contrary to the word. God will hear and answer prayer. Therefore, Brother Bram said, he said, Elijah, there were tremendous attractions. The fire, the wind, the earthquake. And Brother Bram refused, refused, or refers this to the healing movement of the 50s and the 60s. He said, but the prophet was not attracted by nothing. But when he heard that still, small voice, amen, he veiled his face. That was his father talking to him. That's my, my thought about it. That was his God. That was the one who loves him. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. Please don't come to church. Amen. I will not demonstrate that I'm doing sometime. uh, But do you know one thing, how important it is? Uh, I make that little demonstration. I found that people sometimes come to church like into a cinema. You see? if, if If they come early enough, they're just sitting and waiting that somebody does something for you, okay? Hmm? Brother Bam told us to be there half an hour. And I was thinking about not only the half an hour of the book of Revelation, uh, or time of, yeah, it has a meaning, sure. Huh? But half an hour, Brother Bram said this. He said when Eliezer was hunting for his bride for Rebecca, he said the angel of the Lord was beating him for half an hour. That means the angel of the Lord was faster there than, than Eliezer himself. And do you remember one thing? That there is, there is a miracle right in it. Because Eliezer thought in his heart, if she gives me to drink and my camels, that will be her. But he told only her, give me to drink. The second part of that thing he kept for himself. He never said it. When, when she said, I will give you to drink, and your camels. Eliezer knew, knew one thing. She is now in the same channel like me. I didn't say it, but she kept my heart. She kept the secret of my heart. Amen. Therefore, we come to church, me and my family. Amen. Amen. I know it's embarrassing for the children, I know this. Huh? But you come and we're praying. We're kneeling down like Brother Brian said. And we're praying together as a family. Father, speak to us. Help us. Uh, anoint the preacher, help us, and, and, and uh, may your name be glorified. Because I don't want to have that attitude that our family comes in like a, okay, who's singing today? Hmm? Who's preaching? Marcus Becker from Germany. Oh, wow. 
Brother Bram said 45 minutes, not one minute longer. <laughs> brother, brother, it, it, it's not that we're listening to a sermon. It is fellowship with God. It's different. Every church service today is a supernatural event between the unseen world and the visible world. Amen. And sometimes people think a minister comes like Superman. He comes in, and, and, and he says, okay, and he has a super preach, and, and he goes. But it's not so. Every service, every Wednesday, every, every Sunday, we get something from our Father, because before we come to church, be sure he's here. He's here. Before we, when we sit in the car and say so we make our way to the church, God says, I'm already waiting for you. I would like to talk to you. Do you understand, and I think Brother Kenny is fully, fully agreeing with me, we don't want to have a new generation who is religious in the message. And we see it. We see, they have a doctrine, they can talk, they can behave. Sometimes you have a family, okay? A family picture. The sons. But sometimes they are not born again. They are not born again. They are like the rich young ruler. They know how to behave from Sunday school till the end. And, and when the word test comes, they cannot stand that test. I mean, that's a great danger. If, if, if a person gets worldly, everybody sees it directly. But if a person becomes religious, then it's very difficult to find that out. Even for the person himself to find out that I became religious instead of, but where's your heart? Where's your love for things? And God loves to bring problems among us just that we see where we are, who we are, what works and what doesn't work. Can you say amen? Amen. Here's, here, is, here is Sister Edith. Amen. Edith is the sister of Sister Hattie Wright. Brother Bram said this. And now Edith Hattie Wright that we know as a little girl that has been crippled up since she was a baby. She's a woman now and she's in a very bad shape. Now about a year ago I went down there when she had her first spell and immediately I found what her trouble was by the help and grace of God. Now really what's the trouble with the child? She is setting her limbs are hit together and she can't even move them apart. It's because of the tremendous pressure on the nerve system. But what is it? There is nothing physically wrong with the child outside of the affliction of the infantile paralysis. When she was, when she was, was about six months old she screamed all her life. Uh, she screamed and cried all her life, nearly till we prayed for her many years ago, and she has been happy ever since until a year ago. Let me tell you this. You see the girl, and Brother Bram said she was happy since. That is the miracle. That is the, the miracle was not the healing. The miracle is somebody sitting in a wheelchair like this and be happy. Do you understand that our joy must come from our Father? Now, this message is not social gospel. But you must have a relationship yourself. And even if nobody visits you, you know I'm not alone. Amen. Did somebody phone you? Yes, heaven was with me. Amen. Do you understand this? That we're not cheering our people or please come back next Sunday. But have a find Christ. Not come just to church. But find Christ. Find your father. Because and then at the same time, that is the glorious thing that can never be. So, so she was never healed. And that was the girl that Brother Branham was singing happy birthday in church. 
And we know the story of Hattie Wright and uh, the two sons. Uh, they, were, they were now, bro- Hattie, ask what you will. And, and eat it, she sits there. She knows one thing when Hattie says, let Edith be, be healed. Because she was a young girl who had the same dreams as every young girl. And she's not healed and she dies. Passes away. 63, 64. And I wondered myself, this is now my conclusion. This is Marcus. Why didn't God heal her? This is Marcus. God remembers you see, on the day of judgment, Brother Bram says, there will be coming people. Uh, the queen of Sheba will stand against this generation because for three, three months she was coming on the back of a camel. And he says, there's people over, living across the street that would not come to church. She will stand as a witness against them. And there's people who will come in the white throne judgment. I left the message because too much scandals. I left the message because I didn't get the husband that I wanted to have. I didn't get the girl that I wanted to have. I was sick and God never healed me. So why should I serve a God who doesn't heal me? Why, why should I serve a God who doesn't give me what I need? And everybody has his excuses and that God will call. Had Edith right as a witness. And would say, Edith, did I heal you? No. I was in infant paralysis till the end. He says, Edith, did you ever leave me? No. That was not an option for me. Brother, to serve the Lord when God helps us is a great thing. But if God is silent and then still going on with the Lord, that means something. That is the character that the bride has. Do you understand when we have the problem of COVID, God never warned us? I know of no prophet in this message who told us two years ago, look, there will come this, we have to close the church. God never never warned us. Because God doesn't want us to baby us around. God wants us to handle every situation, no matter what comes. Can you say amen? Imagine you have a prophet here in the church. Now what will come next month? Ah, okay, the, the prices go high. Okay, thank you very much, okay. God wants us to prepare whatever comes. God doesn't have to tell us because he knows there must become a church. There must be a church who is now adult. Therefore, God says to Brother Brandon, you cannot teach Pentecostal babies. They're born again. They're born again because a baby is born again. You cannot teach Pentecostal babies supernatural things. They are safe, that's fine. But this is bright age. Though we live in Laodicea, Brother Brandon says, an Ephesian promise in Laodicea, quote of Brother Brandon. This is a special age. Still in loud is here, but this is a special time. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This is adoption. This is a church coming to maturity. This is when she becomes him. This is the time when her word is his word. But it's a process. It's not somebody laying hands on you. And Maturity comes by process, by character forming. Your life. There's no healing line for this. Nothing against healing lines. But show me the healing lines for rapturing faith. (laughs) You have to find your identity in the word of the Lord. Because the seven thunders will reveal, will give rapturing faith. Now if we have some teenagers, let teenagers have some teenagers work. But when we go older, brother, I think we don't need those things. Unless we have a direct leadership of the Lord. That's fine. But not to bring people Every year, the same people 
every year back to the altar. Brother, it becomes a Catholic thing. Amen. It becomes a Catholic thing. Amen. Blessed be his name. Hey, let me finish. Can you say amen? God remembers. God has a long vision about our life. Brother, when we sing, I have a father, it's different than denominations. None of the prophets could as look as far away as William Branham. Amen. Moses could just say in the beginning. John could say in the beginning, God. But, but Brother Branham could even see right long before the beginning. Long before the Logos was formed, Brother Branham could see. And we need it so that we come in rapture. The rapture for us will be just one step. And we are already in that process. Not of the rapture, but of the rapture condition. Let me call it like this. We are already in. The rapture is not, uh, okay, let's live and sometime God comes, okay, come home. No, we are already in that cycle. In that, in that going up, you know, from vision to vision. Therefore, therefore, don't be militant with Trump or against Trump. We have sometimes people who have, who have warfare about COVID and no COVID. These are the things of the world. Our kingdom is different. Our kingdom is tremendous. Unbelievable. Amen. Don't, don't, don't fight in the church about politics. Let politics be politics. Don't fight about baseball. Don't fight about it. We are, our kingdom is a spiritual kingdom. We're not changing politics. Amen. Blessed be the name of the can you say amen? amen? And even don't fight with Marcus. He's a loser. Amen. Amen. Low energy man. That's fine. But here inside, I'm a son of God. Okay. Hallelujah. So here we have Israel. God remembers. Amen. After 2,000 years, even Theodore Herzl wanted to bring these people over there to Ethiopia or to Argentina. He just asked for a homeland for the Jews. But God wants to have them right at that place. Amen. Brings everything. You see the end of the first world war. The Ottoman Empire is destroyed. The German Empire is destroyed. The Austrian Empire is destroyed. So that the British come in and install that kind of, that what we call mandate region. According exactly to the prophecy. God remembered his people. Brother Bram said it like this. The people, the 144,000, they don't know who they are. But God knows who they are. For thousands of years, God was following the lineage of everyone. Brother, that's our father. Amen. If I'm in his hands, I'm the best hands that I could be in. That is our father. I mean, he has this future in his hand. Right. So what happens is this. is Brother Bram said, uh, uh, Israel is in their homeland. And all we know this. But Israel was not completely in their homeland. Because they were not there at the Temple Mount. The homeland of Israel is the Temple Mount. The Arabs call it the Haram al-Sharif. They were potentially in the homeland. But the true homeland is the Temple Mount. And look what happens. You see the grace of God. You see the great general. People say, Brother Marcus, nothing is going on in this message. Nothing. This is the tremendous time that was ever. But it's not a Pentecost revival. Because Brother Ram said, we live on the ashes of the revival. But then he says, the bride did not have her revival yet. 
That means it's a different form of a revival than we ever thought. But God in the other dimension does, does great things. So what happens is this. Here is the six days war. This is now Marcus. Completely Marcus. If you see it different. Because prophecies have a compound meaning. Okay. Brother Ram said, when that angel of Revelation 10 comes down, that Christ, he is coming directly to the Jews. Therefore, we have so much people that say Revelation 10 is not fulfilled because he goes to the Jews. That means after the rapture. No, no, no. It has a compound meaning. Okay? So what happened? What is the next great event after 1963? It's 1967. Amen. When in the, in, and look, in the six days war, six days God worked. The seventh day was rest. That, mis- that victory was not Israel. That was God. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And, and, and what happened is this. Brother Bram said the greatest fraud for the church was by a false light. Yeah. That's what it is. Going back to a former age. But the victory of Israel was a false information for the Egyptians. Oh, it's so tremendous. That's our father. Because when Israel was attacking all these airplanes in between of two hours in June 67, they were having a command that there should be no communication between the airplanes, the the Israeli, nothing. Silence completely. Complete silence. And in between of two hours, they were, they were completely destroying. Now, Moshe Dayan, or was it Begin? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not positively sure. Um, forgot the name of the, of the prime minister. He told to the Jordanian kings, stay out of that war. Because Jordan was taking care of the Temple Mount. Transjordania. Israel didn't want to have that place. Israel just want to have peace. But God has a bigger purpose. So, they said nothing. The, 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 the Israeli news said nothing about what happened. And the Egyptian radio was bringing false news about so much, uh, so much Israeli airplanes are destroyed. And this is destroyed. The victory comes. And you see in YouTube how these Egyptians were, were, were shouting and, 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 and having jubilee on their streets. Thinking that they have the victory. And that was the moment when Jordan entered into the war because they said we will make it. And now Israel could attack them to defend themselves. The greatest fraud came by a false light. But the greatest victory for Israel came by false information from, from their enemies. Amen. While they were in silence and so, and look how great. You know the song. Yerushalayim shel zahav, veshel mechoshet veshelo, alo leho shirahi ani kido. This is not a religious song. It's a song from the charts. From the hit parade. And it was brought out three weeks before the war started. And it became the hymn for the Israeli fighters. And when Shlomo Goren, when he was 
sounding the, the shofar. The shofar is not a nice instrument. The shofar goes, not more. The shofar is not, the shofar is, but he had to do it. Because on that day, Yom Kippur, the day when they come back, when, any, when anybody was in debt, let me say there was a false crop in Israel and, and somebody had to say, okay, we're selling. And if there was nothing else to sell, they had to sell themselves. Yeah. I become your slave. But God says, I want everybody to come back in his inheritance when that shofar is blowing on, the, on that 50s, on that jubilee. Amen. So when they entered, and, and that great thing that they said, he said, the temple mount is in our hands. And you can see these soldiers weeping and shouting and crying and praying. And here comes that, 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 uh, that high rabbi. And he was... Showing Israel is back in their homeland. Truly now, back on the Temple Mount. And Brother Bram said, it's parallel. Brother, we have our mountain. We have Sunset Mountain. We have more than just God sent a prophet. No, we know He came down, Christ came down to bring us in our position. Can you say Amen? Blessed be the name of the Lord. This is time of jubilee. This is time of victory. I know that I made it. I'm coming to the end. I know that I made this demonstration before. But remember, God remembers. The rapture is not God is just standing there and says, okay, we will see who makes it. No. The rapture is your father takes you home. It was not so that Elijah was searching for the chariot. The chariot was searching for Elijah. Amen. Prepare. Nobody else could enter. You have a place that nobody can steal away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God is not just standing there and saying, we will see who will make it from Hickory Tabernacle. We know one thing, all of his children will make it. Amen. Blessed be the name of the, of the Lord. There's a little demonstration that, that I would just want to show off to bring that heart and soul to the gospel. And the message of the hour brought this to us. There was one time a man who wanted to buy some dogs. And when he came down, uh, the, the owner of the dogs, he came down. The man says, I want to have this dog. And the owner said, I mean, what do you want with this dog? I mean, he's handicapped. He cannot walk like the others. He's, he's, he, has no, he, has, he has no value at all. And the boy was putting up his trousers. And from his knee on, he had an artificial leg. And the boy says, I want to have this dog because when we go out, I understand him and he understands me. Quote of Brother Branham, God became man to understand man. Quote of Brother Branham, God became teenager to understand the teenagers. That when you pray, God says, I know what you're talking about because I was man myself. That is our father. I'm trying to help wherever he can. I mean, therefore... And the brother Ram said this, and when it's important for God, he comes down personally. He never sends somebody. Can you say amen? God remembers. If the musicians would come, these things, whatever we, whatever we do, good. Whatever we do for the Lord, 
God remembers. The only thing that he doesn't remember is our sins when they are under the blood. That's so great. Amen. Let me finish by this. The temple mount is in our hands. You remember one time there was a, maybe you can softly play, uh, I have a father or he's all in control. He's gone. You remember the story of David and David and his mighty men. And Brother Bram said this, he says in the message, there's a man who can turn on the light. He says, these men were around David and they loved him. Amen. And he says, and when David had just a thought in his heart, I want to have a glass, a, a glass of water, a bucket of water from the well in, Jeru- in, in Bethlehem. Brother Bram said, these men were so much in love with David. That the least of his commands were in order for them. Love is not a feeling, brother. Love is not what the hypocrites say, the charts. Love is a person. It's a capstone. Love is a mortar between you and God. Brother, this, the way you think about God, God thinks about you. And even more than this. Blessed be the name. And when they came out, they said, did you hear what the king wants? I mean, yes. And so they just went. And Brother Bram said, the true inspiration, now this is what me, I'm saying. True inspiration gives energy. Amen. The message of the hour is Red Bull. The message is Red Bull. Somebody says, I'm so tired of spiritual things. What is your vision about this? Just long hair and long... No, no, it must be a love affair between the heavenly bridegroom and the earthly bride. And when they were just going, you can see two of these men, they were, they were taking their sword and one was taking the bucket. Brother, these men, they were fighters. They were soldiers. Brother Bram said they did not know what fear was. This is what they tell about the American general Schwarzkopf when they entered into... They said he did not know what fear was. He was one of the first right there and the, all the soldiers, they were... I mean, I mean, these men, they did not know. They were... But when it came to David, they loved the man. They loved him. Love is masculine. Love is feminine. Masculine is not to be brute. Brother Bram, they call him a man's man. But behind the pulpit, he starts crying like a baby. Thinking about his God, his Father. About the grace of God. He's not ashamed of these things. Not just emotionalism. So when he came back, they, they went over there to, to, to David. And now Brother Bram says something. He says, these men knew that David one day will become king of Israel. They knew it. Revelation. You say, who told them? The same one who told you. The same Holy Spirit told them. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Full revelation. And when David became king, these men came into their position because David remembered those men. Brother, sister, it matters to serve the Lord. It matters to serve the Lord. 
for us giving up is no option there is no there is no i know sometimes we get some we get some 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 tyson fury we get some and then we're down and and satan says one two three four and we are five six seven eight and we are just coming back nine ten and we are back brother to fall is human to stand up is godly is divine and i tell you one thing god placed in eternity in the heart of her bride even if she wants to give up there will be something he says and we're standing up we make it by god's grace because of what because i have a father and when i and let me really finish by this can you say amen so far amen if somebody is not really serving the lord you should do it this morning amen you should really say look i have only one life amen blessed be the name of the lord amen thank you brother for that amen that came really amen amen that prophet elisha in his depressed state when 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 he when he wanted to die and god sending down that angel giving him spiritual food in due season amen you know what brother ram said if you did your best and you come to your end god is obligated to send you that same angel to take you further on the way that's our father you did your best and you say lord this this is what i can do and god said okay and do do i do the rest that is gospel for the family of god matters to serve the lord can you say amen, amen. i have a father he calls me a maker
it, if it's allowed, let us have a second song if it is fine for you, Brother Barry. Uh, he has got it all in control. Is that fine for you? You say, Brother Marcus, what is your doctrine? Very simple. As for me and my house, we serve the Lord. As for me and my heart, we serve the Lord. This message is not an obligation for us. Sometimes people come and say, yes, but Brother Brian in the bridge and this. And I said, Brother, stop that. I see people changing their lives changed by the transforming power of this word. I always say, brother, you come too late. Honestly, don't waste your time on me. You come too late. I, I don't know the messenger, but I know the message. I wasn't there with the bridge, but I know what this word does in my life. Brother, honestly, you come too late. It went from the prophet to the prophecy. From the, from the messenger to the message. Honest, you come too late. Sorry. Amen. I hope you can say exactly the same thing. What a relationship that we have. Thank you, brother. I could just open my heart. What a God we have. Amen. He's got it all in We really don't need to worry, do we? We don't need to fret too much. We don't need to uh, try to put on Christ. We don't need to try to gain eternal life because you can't gain eternal life, right? If God's got it under control. How many of you heard a word of assurance today? I feel, I, I, I heard many words that reassured me today. And a reassurance is a, is a reminder of what you've been assured of right? If we've been assured of something through the gospel, God comes along and reassures that in your heart. I think that's wonderful because we need that. We need that from time to time, right? Amen. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship, one accord. Every praise, Mitchell, every praise is to our Savior 
up to him. Thank you, Jesus. Because our feelings come and go, don't they? They change. But I'll tell you what, there's nothing more exciting than being in the presence of the one you love. And to know that he cares about you enough to move toward you. And to love you. And to whisper that in your ear in a service like today. And to reassure you of his love. And to reassure you of your eternal destination. I mean, that's just a, that's just a comforting thing. That gives us something to face the week with. Gives you something to go on. I don't think we'll ever get enough. I don't think we'll ever say, okay, that's it. I don't think so. I think this, this revelation, I believe, will draw us right into his presence and right into eternity and right into that place where we shall be with him forever. 
I think that's what it's going to be, folks. I don't think it's going to be some preacher or some revelation or something, you know, something new or shiny or something. I think it's just going to be more of you. Just, just, a, just, let's sing it. More of you. somebody here who might want to rededicate their life to Christ. And if you, you feel that pull, feel that way, you're certainly welcome to, uh, you know, just to reach out to him. If you want to have prayer, again, uh, we're certainly welcome to uh, come and, and uh, be glad to pray with you always. More of you, just to think about that, that as good as, uh, good as we feel and as full as our cup is, it's just amazing how he can add more and add more and add more. And he come back and then there's more in the next service and more in the next service. And it's just, I just think it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful expectation that we have in our heart. Let's sing that little chorus one more time, if you don't mind, more of you. And just, just in the closing part of our service here now, just think about this. That, Lord, I can, always, I can always use more. I can just, just add a little more, Lord. Make it your thought now this morning. More.
heart of worship. Let's sing that as we close this morning. How many are glad you came to God's house today? Amen. Been a good weekend. Been a good time of fellowship. Been a good opportunity for us to be together, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that God gives us a desire to be together and a desire to want more fellowship. And, uh, you know, just to have that in our hearts to say it's, it's just kind of a hard thing to part. You know, it's a hard thing to go, go back to our homes and our regular routines. It's just uh, so quickly does the bride fit into a channel where we're doing things that the bride loves. That, that, to me, that's, that's who the bride is. As soon as you mention bride things, the bride, we just kind of fit right in that slot, get right in that channel, and you don't want to go. If we said to everybody, all right, now get ready now, we're going to go back to work, people would be, we'd be pushing against that, right? But if we say, hey, we're going to have a fellowship with the, with the church, fellowship with your brothers and sisters, we just kind of get right in that channel right quick. I know, where, I know where, how that works. I know where that goes. That's going to wind up in a church dinner somewhere. Let's sing it this morning. When the music fades, all is stripped away, and I simply
Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time together in your house. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for our place around the tree of life. We can sit and enjoy and hear the good things, Lord, that come from your throne. Father, we thank you for using our brother today to just as a channel, Lord, a microphone, just to, just to give you an opportunity that you can say to us that you can be reassured of your destiny. You can be reassured of your salvation and reassured of your eternality. Lord, I thank you, O oh God, for this opportunity we've had to be here today, Lord, and to be able to enjoy one another's company over this weekend, Lord, and to be blessed in all the activities and the fellowship that we have. Lord, what a wonderful thing it will be when an eternity unfolds, and it'll be just fellowship unending. Father, we thank you for that and ask now that you would just minister to every heart and every soul. Lord, I feel we're going away full. I feel we're going away with our cups full. And Lord, I pray that you would just walk with us now through the balance of our week and all we endeavor to do, Lord, may we have that confidence that, Lord, you said you'd never leave us nor forsake us. But Lord, we depend upon your guidance and your leadership and every choice and every decision. Lord, bring healing to all who need it. Bring your blessing, Lord, I pray, across the airwaves to those who are listening today. And Father, may you bless Brother Marcus and Lord, just uh, give him uh, journeying mercies as he travels uh, around the country, Lord. And may he be a blessing to others as he's been a blessing to us. We commit him into your hands, Lord. Father, take complete control, I pray, of our lives and of the bride around the earth. And Lord, move us, I pray, closer to your kingdom. In Jesus' lovely name we pray. In Jesus' lovely name we pray. Amen. And amen. And all God's people said. Switch it to the key of C, if you will. Order my steps in your word, dear. Lead me and guide me every day. Send your anointing, Father, I pray. Thank you.